Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Zippity doodah, zippity a, my oh my, what a wonderful day. Thank you for being here on Life Notes with Sheldon. So we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines, back in the game as your very best self. Sorry for the little Disney tune. I don't make a bad goofy, although I can be goofy. I am grateful for this amazing day. It's a great day to have a great day, isn't it? Every day, great day to make great. How do you make your days great? What do you do to make it a great day? And how can you make the day great before you? What would your great day be? What would a great day be for you? What would a great life be for you? What would be a great and ideal situation? Have you thought about that? Have you considered that recently? Have you taken the time to start considering what you really want out of life and how you're going to get there? Friends, it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. You know what the perfect day would look like for me? I'd get up fairly early. I'd have time to have my morning meditation and prayer time. I'd take some time to sit in a hot shower and meditate and pray or maybe enjoy a hot tub or something for a little bit to start my day right. I'd do my little exercise routine to invigorate my mind. And then I would cook breakfast for my loving family. I love to cook. It's my love language. It's the way I show love. And it's an art that I enjoy. I'd make something nice and enjoyable, maybe something I don't make all of the time, maybe something I prepped a little bit the night before to surprise them, and then I would wake them. I would put on some of our favorite music on our little Alexa system that corresponds through our house, and I would put on something nice that would wake them up with a gentle reminder that they are loved and that the day is hopeful before them. And then we'd come in and we would eat breakfast around the table and there'd be no fighting or bickering and nobody would bump someone and cause any ruckus, but everyone would be happy to be there. And we would just go in a circle and give thanks for the day and talk about something we were grateful for. When we were done, we'd linger there longer talking and talking about the day, talking about things. And then you know what? We would go and we would get the things done we needed to do. We would get ready. We'd get ourselves ready. We'd make our beds. We'd tidy up the house so we'd have a great home to come to, a comfortable one. We'd throw the dishes in the dishwasher, make sure things were good and dogs were fed. And then we would get in the car together and we'd have our dog because you know what? My dog goes darn near everywhere with me. Molly does. She's here with me right now as every time. And I love her and she loves me. And, you know, if you have a dog and you have that relationship and you have that magic, you know what I'm talking about, right? Life is better with your dog. And of course, with my family. So we load up in the van, the big van, and we would head somewhere. We love to go to the Durango Aquatic Center in Durango, Colorado. The water is always warm. The people are always friendly. They have this giant hot tub that you can sit after the lazy river tires you. It's a great place to go. It's a safe place to take our kids where they're warm and protected. There's other parents and families there. We would go there. And that's what we'd do. We'd swim and we would enjoy each other's presence and talk. And then we'd go to one of our favorite Mexican food restaurants there. We get the flaming hacienda where they bring this plate of chicken and mushrooms and steak and all of these things like giant fajitas. And then they'd put whatever they put on it and light it on fire and darn near burn the ceiling. And then we would think and say to each other what we always do after that is 
I wonder if their insurance company knows that they offer this dish here. And as that dish continues to flame and fire, we would get ready to eat a meal together and we would be happy and we would be thankful and we would be grateful. And at the end of that, we would go into the van and we would start heading home. We'd make a stop at McDonald's for one of their soft serve cones. If you haven't had a McDonald's soft serve cone right now, they're wonderful. They're one of our favorite little treats while traveling. And then we'd go home. And some of our kids would sleep in the back, others would stay there, and I'd get to talk with my wife on the drive home for about an hour from Durango through the beautiful hills and countryside. And then we'd get home, and we would get our stuff in the dryer and the washer, and we'd get ready for our evening meal and our evening wind-down process. We'd take time to give thanks for each other. We'd take time to have a inspirational or biblical message together, watch a little something positive, and then we would tone down and wind down, take some time to get ready for our day tomorrow and plan it. And then we'd have some free time and we would get ready for bed and we would go to bed grateful and we would go to bed happy and we would go to bed anticipating another wonderful day the next day. Any variation of this, not every day is a trip to the aquatic center and ice cream cones, of course. Some days I go to work. Most days I go to work. Pretty much every day it seems like I go to work in one way or another, whether it's at home or at the office. People need me. I need things from others. We need to help whatever we're involved in, whatever organization. You know, I would change the story a little bit on the perfect day, but even if I went to work or even if I had to go to the doctor or had to take my kids somewhere or whatever it may be, I'd still make it a great day. I'd still want to plan it to be a great day. Now, friends, a great day doesn't just happen. I mean, sometimes it does. Some days it does. Some days just happen to be great. Man, that was a great day. But the greatest days, generally, are the ones that are planned to be so. You plan to have a great day. You plan to do those things that give you joy. You plan to do those things that fill your cup. You plan to maximize the use of the 24 hours that you have in a day Minus eight of them leaves us with only about 15 or 16 that aren't spent in sleep and recharging. Take the work and the travel, getting back and forth to work out of those, and you have, what, seven left, six left. By the time you get home, you maybe have three and a half left to be with your family and in your home. What are you doing with that time? Are you wasting it in a little screen, ruining your eyes and giving yourself trigger thumbs at the scrolling through Facebook, or are you wasting it in other ways? Are you squandering this precious time that you have? Are you planning for the next day? Are you planning to make it great? Well, zippity-doo-dah, friends. It's time to start making our days great because when we start having great days, we're going to start having a great week. And then we'll start having a great month and a great year and we'll start that path to having a great life. It's not all ice cream cones and it's not all trips with family. Sometimes the dog is sick. Sometimes the dog is mad. Sometimes people are grouchy and irrational and unreasonable. And you know what you have to do when that happens? You just have to keep going. Don't give up. Don't give in. And don't fight back. It's so hard to do, right? Someone steps on our toe figuratively. Someone yells at us. Someone is just a jerk. And we want to go give it back to them. But nothing good comes of that. Nothing good comes in making anger With anger, something does come good of meeting anger with compassion. We start to have peace. 
instead of being riled up at the person, we start to consider what they may be going through or have gone through to make them act that way. And we're able to process it a little bit better, not internalize it so much, and hopefully not take it personally. The more things in life we cannot take personally, the happier we'll be and the greater our days will be. Those days will lead into months and years and the rest of our life. So what are you going to do to make your day great? Friends, what are you going to do to make your life great? What decisions do you need to make? What steps do you need to take? What things do you need to change to have a great life? We only get one life as far as we know on this earth. Some say that we get to come again. Some say that they've been here again. Who knows? I believe we only have one shot on this earth at this life. What's next is something of a mystery. Though I think I have an idea of some of what it was. There's more that we don't know than what we do, I believe. But what we do know is we have right now this gift of a moment, this gift of a day. So zippity doodah, let's make it great. Let's do those things. Let's take those times, make that moment. Because so often we avoid, we avoid the things that we need to do to make things better, to make them great. We avoid doing the things that we know will help us and know can help others. And why do we do that? Why do we procrastinate? Why do we create that influence of putting off and waiting? And friends, we get to a point where if we wait too long and we put off too long, we'll miss our opportunity. We'll miss the moment to help, to inspire to lift, to guide, to mentor. Boy, am I grateful for the people that jumped in. People that jumped in in my life and the life of others. Scoutmasters, church leaders, teachers, counselors, so many people. You know, in high school, I really didn't apply myself. I didn't. I applied myself to having fun. I applied myself to getting by. I applied myself to work and the the music and other things that I liked. But as far as being a model student, I wasn't. I was good to my teachers, and I studied, and I liked some classes, and excelled in a few. But I really wasn't that, you know, person who some of my friends were just straight, a towing the line, excellent students, per se. Wish I would have been a little bit more. But you know what I did do is I made the best of the days that I had, and I enjoyed the friendships that I created, and I, and I learned so much. I learned so much of things that I didn't want to do, people that I didn't want to be, ways that I did want to be. And so despite being not the best student, I don't feel like it was a waste because of so many things that I learned and so many ways that I grew. And you know, so many times in life we go through things and times and because we didn't do our best or we didn't do the very best that we could do, we think we've wasted our time. But friends, anytime we spend time working towards our better selves, working towards our greater life that we desire, it's not a waste of time. It's not a waste. You know, I taught piano for a little while, took some piano lessons. I taught some and and some people would get frustrated because they come to a piano lesson. They'd be like, you know, I didn't practice. I didn't apply myself. I didn't even look at the book. I'm totally wasting my time. And they would come in disheartened. But, you know, I had a great teacher and she'd say, well, we're not going to waste this time. You may have wasted that time, but we're not going to waste this time that we have. And we dig in and she, she called it, we need to go to the woodshed. She said, you need to go to the woodshed and practice. But we went to the woodshed and we practiced right then. You didn't practice your lesson. Well, let's do it now. We could sit here and feel bad about it. And I could sit here and make you feel guilty and worthless because of it. Or we could pick up 
and get up and go to the woodshed and practice right here, right now. And friends in life, if you're thinking, man, I've wasted this time, I've wasted this year, I've wasted this moment, I've wasted this relationship, I've wasted this life, don't waste it today. Don't waste it in this moment you have, but get up and get going and go to the woodshed and start doing the things that you know you need to do that you wish you would have done. You know, I go back to my friend Glenn Jin and his wonderful phrase that he's drilled into my head and the head of every other salesperson at that dealership. It's the little things you do that you don't have to do that will always make the difference when it's too late to do anything else. It's the little things you do that you don't have to do that will always make the difference when it's too late to do anything else. You know, great things sometimes just happen, but in order to make great things happen consistently in our lives, we have to plan for them. We have to prepare for them. We have to have an attitude of abundance and not scarcity. You know, so many of us approach life as this scarcity approach that we just have to get more because there's not going to be enough. We have to get our share. We have to jump to go be the person who gets the most toilet paper at Sam's Club or whatever it may be in your life that you're jumping and freaking out about. Well, friends, we live in an abundant universe. We truly do. And we have to approach life in an abundance mentality that there is enough and that you were deserving of those things. You have to approach it with a positive approach that there is going to be enough, that things can work out, that things will work out. And that even though you may have wasted yesterday, you don't have to waste today. Even though you wasted the opportunity to be kind to your child, to your wife, to your coworker five minutes ago, it doesn't mean you have to waste the opportunity right now to apologize and try and make it right or waste the opportunity right now to do something productive and building and moving forward and moving ahead. You know, I could have gone to those piano lessons and said, man, I've wasted it. There's no point. But I'm so glad that I listened and I'm so glad I went ahead and went and did that practicing because it's one of the greatest joys that I have in my life right now is music. I love it. I love to listen to it. I love to feel it. And I love to play it. I only spend about 25 minutes daily doing it anymore because I don't play outside of the home because I don't like to be away from my family. If I get something I can go do and I, they pay me well and I can take my whole family to go do it, I do it. But being out on nights or going on trips to do it away from them is, is nothing I have interest in. But I do have this practice routine that I do religiously daily without fail almost every single day of the year. Because if I go two or three days, I notice that it affects me and I'm not as astute the next time I do it. And doing that day-to-day practice routine allows me to have immense joy in creating when I make a Facebook video and send to my fans or when I create a new song and am able to create it on the first try and record it and distribute it. When I'm able to touch someone's life who's asked me to play for their funeral, for their wedding, or for a special occasion, when I'm able to play at church, and I know that what I've done has penetrated the heart and soul of someone. And the reason I'm able to do that and find that joy in it is because of my constant approach to not miss that consistent daily routine, that consistent daily period of focus and practice that isn't the funnest thing that I do not the most enjoyable every day, but it allows me to have those periods of immense joy. 
And friends, it's those little things that we do consistently over time that are going to build us the type of life that we want to be able to do what we want to do. So don't feel like you wasted the lesson, even though you may have. Don't give up. Don't give in. Get up and fight for what you want. Fight for the life that you can have. If someone else can do it, you can do it too. Now, you probably will not be able to be the next Bill Gates or Warren Buffett at this time in your life. But you know what? If your dreams are to be that, your dreams may turn into a nightmare. Because our dreams shouldn't be about being someone else. That's not a dream. That's a mimic. That's a copycat. Our dreams should be about our being our best selves, are becoming our best selves. What is our best imaginative, creative dream? And then how do we create that? How do we make that? And how do we persevere in that? And the process to it is not super exciting because it's not, you know, giant steps all the time. It's not really exciting things all the time. So many times it's that daily routine If you've learned a language or learned an instrument, you know what it's all about. It takes consistency. You have to immerse yourself in it and you have to practice daily. You have to practice. You have to think it. You have to become it if you really want something. It takes work and it takes consistency. So you've wasted some years. So you've wasted a moment. So maybe you wasted the week. Maybe the day just felt like a waste. You know what? The night doesn't have to be. Tomorrow doesn't have to be. Stop it now. If you're guilting yourself, you're going to a shame hole that you've dug for yourself to go hide, get out of it. Don't go back into it. That doesn't do any good for anybody, and you're too old and mature for that. Instead, pull yourself out of that hole and start getting to work. Start digging. Start pulling. Start climbing. Start doing whatever it is you need to do step by step and consistently in those steps because that's how we build something great. Those small little things that we do over time are the things that make the great things. And those are the things that make the great life. Those are the things that make our dreams turn into reality. Because greatness rarely just happens. More often than not, we have to plan to make things good and plan to make things great. I'm grateful for those people that have taught me so much in my life, taken their time, you know, Maybe the scoutmaster that came in had a really lousy day. Maybe his wife was being too finicky. Maybe his children were colicky. I don't know. Maybe he had a, lost his job. But he still came. He came to those scout meetings every time. And he put up with us bratty kids. And he taught us to tie knots. Took us on trips. Magnificent trips. I never would have seen parts of this beautiful world because of dedicated scoutmasters. Who put up with a bunch of stinky boys. Whiny boys. Boys that were immature and caused problems and got into trouble. But he kept coming and he kept doing it. Thank you, Dennis Ivey. Thank you, Dwight James. Thank you, all of you others who have done scouts or who have helped or who have mentored. God bless the teachers that teach and that come and deal with the kids and the students and so many complex things of school this day that go in day after day, week after week. You know, the people who haul the luggage and get it onto airplanes and off so that we can travel so lightly and cavalierly. You know, we forget living in this age of luxury and convenience, what it takes to make it possible. We forget the luxury and the time-saving things that we enjoy 
don't just happen. There's people out there making those things happen. There's people out there designing systems to work. There's people implementing them. And then there are those are people who serve and who go to work day after day and who come. And even when they don't want to, even when they have bad attitudes, they keep coming and they keep going and they keep striving and they keep making this world work. Sometimes by just showing up. But then by doing that over time consistently, they make something great. They make this life that we enjoy livable. They make food come to our stores and come to our fridges directly to our table. They make supplies and products come into the stores around us. They bring fresh water and fuel to heat our homes and power our cars and energy and life giving light and warmth in our homes. These things don't magically appear. They come from people who go and who do and who go back to work even if it was a bad day and who keep trying in life even if it was a bad week and who persevere. So friends, maybe you wasted the last 20 minutes or so listening to this podcast. Maybe you feel that way. I don't blame you. Whatever you feel like you've wasted, don't give up. Don't give up and don't give in because there's a world out there that needs you. We're so interconnected. You have no idea what missing you would do to the people around you. I think you'd be shocked and surprised if you knew how important you are to this little ecosystem that surrounds you and the greater whole. We're so interdependent. It takes a village to raise a child. You know, she got some heat for saying that, but it's so true. It takes a village to do just about anything in life because we depend on others. And we depend on others, and by depending on them and making our contribution, we become our best selves, individually and collectively. And we start to build and continue this dream that we have of a better tomorrow. So keep striving, friends, and I hope to see you, not tomorrow, but next week. I hope you join in and tune in, and I appreciate you being with me today. So go out, be good, and do great work. to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. You.